Good morning, guys. It is Thursday, November 14th, and um, you'll have to forgive me because it is early. It is 5.30 in the morning, and I'm recording this podcast, something I have never done before. I typically record these things at the end of the day, at night, after I've gotten most of my work done, but I posted the um, tease on the one that the podcast that I had done on money, and so... A lot of people have been asking me about it, so it was on my mind, and I I was getting up to come down here and work before I go to the gym, so I leave for the gym at 7.15, so 5.30, 7.15, I got a couple hours to get some stuff done. Anyway, the number one thing that I want to talk to you about when it comes to money is your relationship with money, and how I was able to change the way that I thought about money, and the number one thing is you have to really ask yourself, do you really care about what people think you have? What do you want people to think about how much money you make? Um, Money is such an emotional topic. I mean, it's just as, as emotional as love. You know, how often have you broken yourself because you wanted someone else that may or may not have had money to think that you did? Um, So, one of the exercises I've, I've done, I've done several exercises in the past to break myself of the sort of bondage that people that probably don't even care about me had over me about how much money I had. So I, you know, I purchased, my parents got me a car in college. And then when that was, I was ready to move on up because, you know, I'm working now, I should be able to afford to drive a really nice car, which is really not the truth, but whatever. So I ended up getting a um, Volvo S80 when I was in my 20s, my mid to late 20s, and the note broke me. Um, The note broke me because I was spending about, let's say the note was like, and I was leasing it, notes around four, insurance around two, gas, you know, is another minimum 100, 200 bucks. I'm spending seven, 100, 800 bucks. That's like rent somewhere. You know what I mean? I can't even be in the car long enough for it to make sense for me to be spending that much money on a car. So I vowed to myself after that, like, if I am really going to work on this relationship that I have with money, I am going to always buy what I can afford. That was the first step. Um, The second step, and I am going to talk about that, is being honest about what you can afford with other people. How often do you say you can't do something? You make up an excuse because you can't afford it. Like your friends are like, hey, let's go, you know, see a Broadway show or whatever. You're like, oh, you know, I'm tired. I'm sick. Like straight up. Like I can't afford that right now. Um, And that's just the real. And and it'll, you know, I I had to learn to, you know, based on the plan that I have for my life, which was creating a healthy savings, which would then empower me to do what I wanted to do, I had to create a new zero balance. I knew that I couldn't run my bank account down that low, and I had to pay myself first. And whenever people talk about paying yourself first, it doesn't ever seem to make sense, but I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. But back to the car situation. So after my lease was up, I was like, I am never going to get into a situation like that again because the the car was one thing that kind of I had to pay that note. So I had to have a certain kind of job to make sure that I could pay that. And I was like, I'm never getting into that situation again. Lease goes up. I go about five, six months, no car. 
Um, I lived in Atlanta and I was the boyfriend that I was living with at the time. We lived across the street from a Marga station. So it was, I got, my lease was up in February. The weather started to change around March and I still worked. I still did my meetings, but I would set my meetings up around the Marta station and I took the Marta and I walked for about five or six months and I was still handling business. And when I needed to use a car, I would borrow, borrow a car, but I handled my business. And so not having a car note for, you know, those six months allowed me to stack even more. So after that, I was like, okay, it's going to get, you know, summer's nearing to an end. Boyfriend and I broke up. I'm moving out. I definitely, and I wasn't living near a market station. So I went and got a car and I went and got what I could afford. I spent about $2,500. I even think I talked the girl down to $2,200. But, and I bought a Toyota Corolla and I drove it. I don't even know what year it was. It's like 2000. My, one of my, my mentees has it now. I gave it to her after I got another car. But I drove that car, and the other part about driving that car was even after I could afford a newer car, my accountant kept saying, my lease, when are you going to get a new car? And I'm like, I moved to a newer, nicer house. I was had nicer things, but I still drove a bucket. And I didn't care because I didn't care because I had forced myself to change my relationship about what I wanted people to think about what I had. I didn't care. So... I drove that car well past, you know, being able to afford something else. And so I eventually bought another car um, this year. I finally bought another car this year and I just bought, it's not new. I, I will never buy another new car. I bought a used BMW and I bought it with cash yet again, because I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy what I can afford. And I drove that other car, which allowed me, I had savings. I had money saved up that I could just walk in and they're like, you know, how do you want to finance this? I'm like, I don't. I cannot use my debit card. I've saved. I'm good. I'm out because I'm always thinking about the future and I would make really scary decisions. I would do things, you know, that I, when you, if I needed that money to make those notes, it would force me to make some business decisions that I may not necessarily want to make. So it allows me to be free. It allows me to tell people, no, um, I don't have to do things for the money because I make sure that I have it saved. So I, I think that the exercise, um, one exercise that I wrote down was to try wearing the same outfit, like two, three, four, five days in a row. And I want you to notice how few people notice. People don't really notice what you're wearing. I'm telling you, they don't. And I did it. Like, I wore the same jeans for like a week straight. No one noticed. You could change the top. You could wear the exact same outfit. And I'll tell you a secret. When I travel, um, especially when I've got a quicker trip that's less than like, let's just say three days, the same outfit that I wear on the flight there, I'll wear on the flight back. So I never pack an outfit that flies back. I wear the same exact to a T, shoes, top, um, jeans, same thing there, same thing back. And then I pack whatever I need to wear because I travel so much, I cannot be fooling around with all these clothes. And guess what? No one notices. And then you have to ask yourself, so what if they notice? You have clothes covering your body that you bought, so who cares? Um, so that is the kind of like relationship you have to get into. Second thing is savings. Um, it's like savings. I heard about savings for so long as a kid and my parents had a terrible relationship with money. And I think that that's why I really wanted to work on it. And so there are several books that 
I read that I will attempt to share um, over the next couple of days on my Instagram, some of the books that I had to read to educate myself about money. And everybody's like, oh, you need to save, you need to pay yourself first. And it's like, what does that mean? It's the same thing as when they say, um, drink responsibly. What does that really mean? There's no, nothing that really tells you. Um, you have to kind of do the research and then your body type and this and that and on and on. So what I believe savings does is it empowers you. If you feel like voiceless or if you feel that people can treat you any kind of way at work, it's because you don't have that cushion. This is going to sound really crazy, but you don't have that fuck you money like that. You know what? F you, you know, the, the boyfriend, the husband, the baby daddy tells you to get out and you, you like, okay, that's the kind, that's what savings does for you. Savings allows you to say F you, like it's cool. So how do you do it? You have to decide, like you have to put a new zero on your checking account. So I would say this, when my bank account gets down to X, it could be if it's zero, it should now be 200. If it's 200, 500. 500. And every, just like exercise, like, you know, when I get on the treadmill, so when I first started working back out, you know, I could only run at like three and a half miles an hour, four miles per hour. Now I'm running at eight miles per hour because every time I go into the gym, I feel stronger. Same thing with your savings. Every time you start saving, you're going to feel stronger, more empowered. So you kick that number up, you kick that zero up, you know, from 200 to 500. So then your zero is like a thousand. So when you hit a thousand, you're like, I'm broke. That's when you start telling your friends when they're like, hey girl, I was thinking we should get together and we should go to the spa and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, you know what? And I'm telling you, my friends will tell you I would do this. It's like, I can catch you on some of those things, but I can't do all of that because I can't afford it. So maybe I would like go with my friends, say they were going to dinner. And I would be like, hey, why don't, why don't I catch you guys for a cocktail before? That's one thing, one drink, $10. You know, and if you really want to be cheap, drink beer. You want to be nice, drink wine. But you spend $5, $10. And that's how you hang out with your friends without breaking the bank over dinner. Or you check in, you meet them at the at dessert. Hey, guys, you know, I can't afford. You, you tell them, you know, why don't I catch you on the tail and on dessert? You don't have to do all these things to keep up with people who have what you don't have. And when you got that long-term goal, because we're going to get to startup money and everybody wants to know, how do you save? Let me tell you something. I made less than $30,000 a year in my first job. And I managed to save like seven grand inside of like a year or two. I'm talking about, I had rent. I had to pay insurance. I paid all these things, but I managed to save seven grand making $26,000 a year. It is possible. It is all in how you think about money. But I was able to get that money that when I was ready to go, and I felt like people, I didn't like my job anymore. I was just like, F you, I'm out. Like, I have enough to start over, you know? Um, so that is really, you know, where you want to save. And then you want to make sure that you, getting that new zero means also training yourself to that kind of budget where you are saving a lot. You know, I don't have any kids. I, you know, there's really no excuse for me and me and my accountant have it. He really had to sit me down to, to encourage me to save even more because I thought I was doing good. And he was like, you could be doing so much better. And so now I save about, I save, so I get a paycheck every month and I save just about as much as I make. So it's like, I'm able to 
take take money instead of me okay it's like i work so hard i deserve all of this i should be making x amount of money i mean i i, was, I thought about that you know when you work and slave and you've been broke for as long as i have and you know i have been constantly pinching pennies constantly saving constantly saving i just wanted a moment when i wasn't doing that but then it was like instead of me running off and doing that it's like now i have an opportunity to create an even bigger empowerment fund why i should be focused on that versus you know, buying all these things for myself. So even I have kicked it up a notch and I really have the savings so that I don't have to be afraid of losing or, you know, my business doesn't work out or it ends. Everything in life ends. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't have to start do, making whack deals and doing crazy things because I can be prepared. Second thing is how to spend. That's the other thing. So you need to spend money. You get the basics out of the way. I can give you all those tips, but I don't, don't get the Starbucks coffee. Blah, 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 blah. You know all about that. You know the things that are expensive that you should not be doing. And if you are, you know, you want to eat healthy, think about a bag of black beans is really cheap. Black beans, balance. You can eat healthy, save money, fresh fruits and veggies. Um, but you're, I would invest in two, two I'm going to recommend investing in two places. First place you want to invest is in you. If you do a really good analysis of yourself, you really, you know what your inadequacies are. You know where you're inefficient. You know where you can afford to be better. And if one of them is money, you need to be investing in something that's going to teach you about money. If it's a class, if, you know, a straight, a class, going to an accountant and saying, can I pay you to teach me to be better? Like, I would, you know, I would honestly pay my accountant 100, 200 bucks to tell, look at my finances or just, you know, meet with an accountant and say, give me tips on how I can be better. Let me tell you something. My accountant, he connected me with a different, like this insurance group, like where I get all my insurance from. Do you know my car insurance dropped? Like it was like 60 per 70% the cost car insurance. Like I, I, I just assumed that it had to be that much. It doesn't. So talking to somebody who really knows money, who can really help you get those expenses down, that's an investment in investing in you. Invest in yourself if you know that you don't speak well. Is it toast, Toastmakers, Toastmasters? Take one of those classes because where you, you know, you don't earn as much money because that's important too. You're not going to earn as much money if you don't feel confident in certain areas. So spend money getting yourself to a place where you can earn more because you're worth more. So instead of going out and getting those, the, the, the shiny things that are going to make people think that you are that go get the things that are going to make you shine from the inside out and you will attract more money by being better. The investment is in you. If you can't afford to go to college or you can't afford, just take a class. You can take a class somewhere. Um, commit to that. Second thing is invest in your relationships. If there are people that you know you need to have good relationships with, I knew that. So without me having a car note, I was able to take that extra 700 bucks, take somebody out for a nice dinner, you know, send somebody a really nice $150, $200 bouquet. When I tell you that that will change the landscape of how you do business, like that right there, that gesture, but you can't afford $150, $200 bouquet if you are spent and you got that crazy car note, you know what I mean? Like if you want to make it, if you want to have, everybody talks about networking, that is how you do it. Um, and you will find that once you change the way that you think about money, that's how you will have enough to start up. 
Um, you don't need millions of dollars. You just need enough to get the show on the road. And if it's good, it will start to find, it will, the money will come in and it will start to finance itself. If it's not, then why would you spend, you know, all that money in the beginning for something that's not going to be good? So the way that, you know, right before Christmas, before I launched my business, I didn't go home. So I didn't buy a plane ticket and I wasn't buying any gifts. And so, and I didn't, I stayed home. I, I made tacos um, a couple years ago. I made tacos, I had a great time. And I just, I was like, it was the first time I never had gone home and I never bought anybody a gift. And I was like, I'm not gonna feel that guilt of spending a grand, 500, however much money that I don't have to spend right now because I am launching a business. I'm launching another business. I already own one business. I'm launching another business and I can't afford it. So told my mom, hey mom, tell, tell the family, not coming home this year, focused up, got some things I need to do and I can't really afford it. And then I want to say the next year, I don't even think, um, maybe I did, because I think that was last year. Last year I did go home. I went home. We had a really nice Christmas, much different than we had before. So I saved my money. So everybody who always asks me the number one question, who funded my business? I funded my business. I did because I not, you know, I did all those tips. Like instead of running, listen, not that I'm, I'm not cheap, but I will, you know, instead of turning on the heat and to heat up the whole house, I, I live alone. I'm just bringing the space heater, like get a little space here, heat the room that I was in. I, you know, sales, everybody's always like your clothes, your clothes. It's rare. It is very rare that I have on something that's not on sale. Very rare. Um, because I'm not afraid to go into the stores that sell these high end items because I know they mark them down, mark them down, mark them down. Um, so that doesn't, I try to stick to my budget. I get a paycheck. I have a personal checking account and I buy things, my things out of that. And when I'm, when it, when I get to the counter and it's done, it's done. So, I mean, I was shopping for my nephew, like, I guess last year and I was in LA taking him to the mall giving him some shoes and this and that. We got to one store, the lady was like, your card is declined. And so I called Diana who does payroll. I was like, Diana, did we, I thought we got paid. Did we get paid? She's like, no, we didn't get paid. I was like, so I knew that I had spent all my money and that's when I know it's time to tap out. Like I'm done. That's it. Um, so then this is like the super real, like the extra, extra real, like sometimes some stuff just doesn't get paid. Like be straight up about it. You know, what they don't tell you about student loans is that you take out these big ass loans that you can't even afford to pay back. Like I, you know, one of the first things that I did when I finally made enough money is I finally started paying my student loan. Like, you know what? Bump this because I was an entrepreneur. It's like, they can't be attacking my accounts and stuff, but I need some time. And so that's just how you have to do it. Tell people, listen, I can't pay that right now or I can schedule some payments. You know, companies appreciate it if you call them and let them know. I can give you some, but not all. I can give you $25, I can give you 30, but I'm not about to break myself on all of these bills. Um, and so another thing is, and this is another personal thing, is that I people will be surprised. People are always shocked to know that I have no credit cards whatsoever. I have no personal credit cards and I have no business credit cards. I operate 100% cash. It keeps me honest. And that's what I need. I don't need to be doing things that I can't afford. So I don't get credit and some people are like, oh, that's stupid because credit and everybody has their reason. I know what works for me. I know what I need to do. And so I don't do any anything in cash. I, do, I pay every single thing. Everything I do is with cash. So 
that is it. 20 minutes. And my computer has blacked out. Let me open it back up. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, hit me up in the Instagram. I'm going to post it. Tell me what you think. If you have any more questions, ask FM backslash my leak teal. Hit me up and I'll try to answer those questions when I can. You guys have an awesome day.